Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. Uh, The invitation of amazing grace is far-ranging and casting an enormous and divine net of mercy and forgiveness. Uh, For we are all sinners. We are all thirsty. We are all in need of heavenly food. And God is ready and willing to satisfy our hunger. Amen. Let's get into the word. Uh, Today's message is going to come from the book of Isaiah, the 55th chapter, uh, verses 1 through 9. Again, that is the book of Isaiah, uh, Old Testament passage of scripture, the 55th chapter, and I'm going to read the first through the ninth verse. I'm going to read the New International Translation of God's word. Let's see what it has to say for us today. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend your money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen. Listen to me and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not. And nations you do not know will come running to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. O Lord, our God, how excellent is your name. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is great and greatly to be praised. Lord God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Allow this message to touch your people in only a way that it can, that people will know and grow in you and the knowledge of your son, Christ Jesus. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, For the time that we get to spend together today, I'd like to talk a little bit about God's RSVP. God's RSVP. I um, get a lot of emails uh, requesting that I RSVP to an event. Um, And I try to respond as soon as possible because I want to avoid, I want to avoid rather the 
embarrassment of follow-up emails where the person who sent the original email resends it saying, well, I got responses from this person and this person, but I haven't gotten responses from the rest of you yet. And then there's more follow-up emails and more follow-up emails to the point where uh, it gets kind of challenging. I want to avoid that. And so when I get the invitation, I try to respond. And there is nothing more frustrating in that matter than getting a bunch of emails and then realizing I haven't responded to the uh, original email and possibly missing out on something uh, that could have been good for me. Um, today, we send out electronic and digital invitations uh, and paper invitations uh, for graduations and wedding ceremonies, bridal showers, baby showers, birthday parties, quinceañeras, uh, sorority soirees, uh, housewarming parties, even a fancy dinner party. And there are websites out there, many that help manage the process of sending and tracking invitations. And then people also do it the traditional way as well with uh, paper and envelopes. Uh, still, either way, we are familiar with sending out invitations and the potential problems that come along with them. Of course, when God sends out an invitation, he doesn't have any problems like that. He doesn't have to worry about something getting lost in the mail or accidentally sending an invitation to somebody he didn't mean to send the invitation to. Uh, when God wants to say something, something is said. And when God wants to invite someone, someone is invited. And when God extends his hand to a group of people or a nation or even the world, God extends his hand and is pleased when that hand is grasped. Uh, in our text today, God uses uh, a, a different method to send out an invitation. He sends a prophet. Uh, the book of Isaiah uh, records an invitation that was sent to the prophet. Uh, scholars believe that Isaiah could possibly have been written uh, over uh, as multiple books and, and chapter 1 through 39 kind of talks about what the people of God did to get themselves in this bad situation because it is written to a people in captivity. Uh, but then uh, chapters 40 on then say, well, now you're in a bad situation Here's what you need to do to make things better. And so uh, the book of Isaiah uh, does all of those things. Uh, verses 1 and 3, uh, verses, the prophet utters a dozen imperative verbs, and, and one-third of them are a command. Uh, that command is to come. Come to the waters. Uh, come and eat. Come by, come to me, he cries. And then in, in, uh, in later on in verse six, he asked to seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he's near. Return to the Lord, come to the Lord, have uh, mercy. The Lord will have mercy upon you. We got to come to the Lord. It, it, it sounds like an invitation. 
And if it sounds familiar uh, to the hearers of Isaiah, uh, that's because it was. See, in those days, uh, a recently crowned king would celebrate his ascension to the throne by announcing that his royal subjects were released from all debts and given a fresh start. But that was only the beginning, because uh, he'd also hold a banquet to celebrate the king's new rule. And food was copious in the towns and the villages and the hamlets, and wine flowed freely. It was all designed to signal the dawning of a new day, that your present situation was not going to be your future situation. And this was a new day under a new king, a benevolent reign of the new king. And the prophet is telling us what we should do in order to respond to this new king. And the first thing we should do is come to the Lord. The prophet says, come to the Lord. And the prophet joyfully uh, accepts the invitation. Uh, the prophet of the text is joyful and excited. He has undoubtedly already sent his RSVP by choosing the joyfully accepts option. I mean, why not? Look at the benefits. Free food. Uh, the Bible says in the passage, if you don't have any money, you can still come and eat. Get meat and milk and wine Without money or price, if something is offered to you and you don't need money and it doesn't have a price tag, it's free, right? Why not accept this offer from the Lord? So there's free food, free drinks, talked about the wine and the milk. Again, what is not to like about this? Why would you not RSVP to a party that is giving you food? Guaranteed entrance. All you need to do is show up at the door to get into this party. There are no bouncers to turn you away. There are no bouncers making you wait outside to make everybody look like it's a long line to get into the party. Come. The word is used over and over in the first three verses. Come, 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 come to the Lord. And if you answer God's divine call, if you accept God's divine invitation, you will not be turned away. Because you don't have to do anything to earn this invitation. Uh, the invitation of amazing grace is far-ranging and casting an enormous and divine net of mercy and forgiveness. Uh, for we are all sinners. We are all thirsty. We are all in need of heavenly food. And God is willing, ready and willing to satisfy our hunger. God says, come to him. I know you are not in the desired location right now, but come to him. I know that things aren't going the way you plan for them right now. Come to him. I know there may be some sickness in your body right now. Come to the Lord. The Lord is inviting you to come. Answer the call. The next thing we ought to be able to do is listen to the Lord. Listen to the Lord. 
Don't listen to what others have to say about you. What does God say about you? Uh, God continues to address the people who are in exile, the people who are separated from their homelands uh, by through the prophet by telling them that God says, listen carefully to me, incline your ear and, and come to me so that God can restore the everlasting covenant God had made with their ancestor, David. Listen to the Lord because God has made a promise to David and he wants to fulfill it with you. God made a promise to David. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, and, and while I won't read the entire passage uh, right now, some of the ev uh, elements of this covenant, uh, they say that the Lord is going to build a house for David. And when David's days are complete, God will raise his descendants who will come uh, from him and God will establish his kingdom forever. David's descendants are going to build a house for the Lord. Solomon built that house for the Lord. David's house, his throne his kingdom shall endure God forever. By the time we get to the book of David, I mean the book of Isaiah, back from 2 Samuel, uh, there is no longer a king who is the descendant of David. As a matter of fact, the people of God are in captivity. No king, no access to their land, no freedom. However, God doesn't just say there, well, that sucks for you. Uh, there's no other person from David, so you all are going to lose all your benefits. No, 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 no. God decides to share his promise no longer with the household of David, but with the entire community. Because that, uh, that, 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 that covenant has been extended to us we just need to be able to listen and understand what's going on know who we are in God's time and God's eyes know that we are the apple of God's eye know that we are the head and not the tail know that we are above and shall never be beneath know that we are the lender and not the borrower but we won't know that if we don't listen to what God has to say for us And so we need to come to the Lord and we need to listen to the Lord, but we also need to call on the Lord. That's the third point of this. We need to call on the Lord. You don't go to a party that somebody has invited you and not talk to the host. Don't even say thank you for inviting me. Thank you for throwing this party. Thank you for allowing us into your house. You got to be gracious to the host. You got to talk to the host. Uh, we got to continually talk to the Lord. This is not just a one-off thing where we say something one time and that's it. Uh, the Bible says, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and, it sh and you shall be found. Knock and the door shall be opened. Jesus said in Mark 11, for assuredly I tell you, whatever, whoever says to this mountain, be ye removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt it in his heart, but believes those things that he said shall be done, he will have whatever he says. Uh, the Bible says in Philippians 4, uh, 6 and 7, be anxious for nothing. 
But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. We have to pray and keep praying. Call on the Lord. He says it in this passage, verse six, call on the Lord while he may, while he is near and seek him while he is found. It's an open invitation to everybody. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. Whether you have money or don't have any money, come and eat. Whether you have everything you need or don't have anything, come get wine and milk. It's a fabulous invitation. And there's a guarantee that comes with it. When you RSVP to God's call, God will not forget. It's important to mention this because sometimes wedding guests, for example, will forget to write their names on response cards and the host doesn't have a clue who has responded. Or the host may be surprised, uh, will lose the card rather, and be surprised when the guest appears because they didn't have the RSVP. But that doesn't happen when we accept the invitation to God's banquet. God knows who we are and invites us to attend the feast that has been prepared for us before the foundation of the world. A feast featuring those from every tribe, every nation, every language, and every people. That's why I love the the communion liturgy that we say where it says, by your spirit, make us one with Christ and one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in his final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come. Pray with me, church. Oh, Lord, our God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for those that were able to hear it live uh, and those who will be able to hear it later. Let it be a blessing to them to let them know that God has sent out his RSVP and they can easily accept it. Lord God, let your Holy Spirit do his holy work through his holy people and that people are added to your kingdom and have their names written in the Lamb's book of life. It is in your son's precious, perfect, powerful name, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simpson Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.